So something that confuses me about Pride this year is it's the first year I've been aware that there's like a Pride, there, there's a specific Pride flag for homosexual men. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's like all blue. It's a beautiful color palette as someone who loves the color blue. But yeah. I'm like, what do y'all need? It's like having a White Lives <laughs> Matter. It's like, it, it's White <laughs> Lives Matter, but for the queer community. It's like, girl, we know. Everybody treats We like get that. it. Manic. Jumpscare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're, we're Quinn, Quinn. And, and we're, we're Becca. Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where we talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and love, love for each other. Oh my goodness, Becca singing once again i so think it's gonna be a thing the sweet music <laughs> the sweet music for the intro um Thank you. yeah so becca another week we are here together on the podcast episode four episode four we've made it we have definitely Famously, made it four is the number of foundations of building of strength okay yeah this is a lot this is a lot yeah landmark so, you know. yeah. yeah definitely mm-hmm. so i feel like this week more than like the previous week after we had launched I feel like I have gotten even more response to the show I think so too yeah like it's like people keep coming out of the woodwork to be like I like what you're doing here (laughs) blah 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 huge (laughs) fan blah 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 (laughs) and we appreciate every single comment (laughs) yeah that's what we hear when you try to compliment Becca and I blah 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 and I assume it's positive yeah definitely definitely um no like I literally got a text from somebody who I've not spoken to since high school today I was texting Becca about it today like the crazy um not crazy people but um you know (laughs) (laughs) random people are coming out of the woodwork not us bullying our fans (laughs) Y'all are weird and strange. <laughs> Y'all are weird, strange. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Um, but yeah, I've heard I've heard some really nice things. It's always a weird thing. I don't know if you feel this, but I'm always afraid to like ask people if they have listened because I do not want to hear the like response. I I get that. I've basically like only my closest friends have been like, "Have you been?" You know. And because, you know, Macy, who I actually brought up a few times on the podcast, did not know that the podcast was out. Yeah, she like just <laughs> followed our yeah. account today. I Instagram. had to let her know. Yeah, I don't I don't know if she's like a frequent Instagrammer anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I, no, it I gave very much like maybe she was off the platform for a little while. Taking a break, taking a break. Yeah, but which, she's back, of course. Which we endorse. Mm-hmm. Come back every few days to like like our posts, interact with us because we need yeah. the engagement. Pre- Please, or frankly, that. um, but yeah, but if you need time for you, take that, but not don't take us on your media digest. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, that, that also okay. <laughs> really quick, Macy texted me upon a listen and uh-huh. was um had a strange reaction to my jump scare remember when I thought my neighbor was going to traffic me yes very famously so Macy was listening and thought that my neighbor's father was going to 
be deceased in the house and and that my neighbor was like convinced that that my that like she was taking care of her dad every day but really (laughs) and I was like that is honestly so so much scarier than anything I could ever imagine no honestly like I I I feel like I thought the story was going to a similar place when you first told it or like something like there was going to be another twist that came out that was like something really weird no truth was not stranger than fiction in this case um but yeah wow I'm glad that Macy's I'm glad that Macy's catching up another thing that the person who I was talking to today brought up is they said I can't wait for merch (gasps) and that was something I had never thought about but now I'm like excited and scared of Oh my God. No, but I think that's so true. We're really building like our visual brand as well. Oh, like, and we need to recognize my partner, Becca, oh. because literally I feel like with everything, I'm like blown up Becca's phone being like, <laughs> and Becca just like makes like the most beautiful, funny, like lovely um, supplementary graphics to this little show we're creating. Just post them <laughs> and I see them and I'm just like, oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Tens across the board. <laughs> I'm obsessed I think I just yeah. graphic I am one of those girls graphic design is my passion on my little design. iPad <laughs> no yeah oh my god you know what took me out the one the one that came out after the story of us episode two when you made like a time a visual timeline of our relationship yeah and the, just the <laughs> first slide of Becca and it's 2020 Becca and Quinn meet they look roughly like this (laughs) and it's just exactly what we look like now (laughs) Um, my hair is a different kind of thing but and you're you're my hair is different now yeah yeah we're going to have black hair yeah but yeah so Becca aside from you know managing the outrageous critical reception to this show (laughs) what have you been up to this week what is new in the world of Becca Hobart so I mentioned last week that I was about to go back to work at Starbucks Corporation at a new a new Starbucks because previously I was working in Pittsburgh and I told you a little bit about this but so this store is a drive-through store so Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with that so cool. I had to get some training my first day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pretty fast learner. I work pretty hard at work. You have been a patron to yeah. my Pittsburgh Starbucks. I can agree. I make drinks and I make them pretty fast. No, yeah. Um, you know, never and, had a bad. And sometimes you leave beautiful little messages on coffee cups. This one says, have an amazing oh, day. You kept it? Oh, yes, I kept it. This is, like, just exactly the shit I keep. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep this forever. I got this at least four months ago. That is so sweet. Of course, yeah. I was like, (laughs) it made me so happy when I got it. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. I was going into work 6 a.m. I was about to fight for my life. Yeah. And Becca has already been at work two hours before me. (laughs) Notable, yeah. Has been fighting for her life and is winning, I might add. Um. temporarily and, yeah. yeah but your drive-through you're in the drive-through window you're getting training I'm doing it yeah mm-hmm. and it was like all the teenagers who were working there were mm-hmm. like so nice and so helpful because I was obviously like a little bit incompetent at first mm-hmm. but okay something that I didn't expect 
was the manager of this establishment being a literal demon. (gasps) Like, I haven't met just like a mean person in a while. So I was a little shocked. And I'm a person, this is a fun fact about me. I cannot be yelled at. And this is somewhere where Becca and I are energetically aligned. If you want me to get, if you want me to do something, never yell. Don't yell. Never yell. Literally don't yell. Literally yelling at me will radicalize me against you. This is what I'm saying. You have made me your enemy by yelling at me. I shut down. No, no, because now we're beefing. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Yes. So like, this manager is a yeller and like very mean about it and so it's like instead of the way you everyone I feel like has learned to give feedback which is like this is what you're doing well if I had to give an improvement it would be this compliment 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 and criticize maybe is a great format it's yeah it's like helpful critique that like actually want makes people feel like they want to do better mm-hmm. I want to do I want to do bad now <laughs> I don't want this woman to succeed literally and I maybe I'm a woman hater for that that's fine <laughs> in this case I'll take it so yeah I just like I might have to turn in my apron Wait, can you quit or can you, like, is there recourse? Like, can you just stop working there or what is like the deal? So the thing is, it's like the closest store to me by like a fair amount because the next closest store closed, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, and it would be a different story if the raise that was coming was happening in this month, but it's mm. happening in September, I believe. And I do have an interview at a certain corporation who um, they sell beauty products like REM and Kylie. Oh, my God. Wait, this is (laughs) an exciting turn. (laughs) Right. And I feel like that would be that would make sense as like the next little thing that Mm -hmm. I do because I love change. Yeah, I love change. I love trying something new. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense for me. Yeah, because how long have you been a barista now? Since July of 2021. Mm. Yeah, that's a long so, time. So almost a year. Yeah, it's the longest mm-hmm. I've ever had one job. Because mm-hmm. something about me, my past work history always ends in some sort of disaster. <laughs> my first oh. job at a salad place. I had to leave because I was hospitalized and I had to quit on the spot. Diagnosis. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My second job, I left for the summer, like to go to go back to pit. And then the weekend after I left, a terrible fire occurred. All the employment records gone. So when I came back for spring break, I could not be rehired because it was like the start of COVID and they weren't like taking like new employees. And since there was no record that I had worked there before, I, I, I would have had to been completely retrained. Oh my God. There wasn't even like an eyewitness. Like, you know, you could say, you know, me from 
you know, but there's no papers Listen, about it. I don't it. know you from Adam. <laughs> from Adam at all. <laughs> but I was like, wow, not like, and also the last all employee meeting we had before the fire was about fire safety. Because That's people scary. like That's really scary yeah. to me. Yeah. But all the old people were okay. I worked at a nursing home, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I was a waitress oh, at a nursing oh home and there was a ter- terrible fire that, <laughs> that burned a lot of the building, but none of the people. Oh, that, that makes sense though. Why it was like strict around COVID though. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's, oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. My employment history. Um, I'm also back to work this week and yes. I'm how is in- that going? It's going pretty well. I had to get, like you, I had to do a little bit of a retraining thing because, so basically I'm a college tour guide. um, And so I give tours of the University of Pittsburgh. And so as a part of that, people think we just do like the regular campus tour, but that is not the case. We actually learn three tours as a part of our training. We do one of upper campus. We do one of like the heart of campus, which is the regular like campus tour. And then we do one that's called the Discover Pittsburgh bus tour, where we literally get on a coach bus full of families and take them around the city for an hour and a half. And so the two upper campus and (laughs) Becca is like shaking her head. (laughs) I just can't imagine. I can't imagine. (laughs) What's your favorite tour to give though? I have not ever actually given an upper campus or a bus tour okay. ever in my 10 years of tour guide because I started during COVID and mm. basically we, those, the upper campus tour and the bus tours are only done on what's called program days. And so they're basically programs that show off the school to prospective students. And so we didn't have them because of COVID. And so we never had to give them. And then they came back last semester, but there was a bus driver shortage. And so there were no one to drive the buses around, which you need to get to upper campus and the bus tour. So, or at least that's what we were told about them not coming back, whether that's like a hundred percent true. I don't know, but I thought I was going to like graduate out of like the tour guide job, having learned these tours and never giving them. But oh mama, I re-evaled on upper campus did pretty well despite maybe reviewing the material for about an hour okay. and now I have my bus tour re-eval this week and that's gonna be a little little scary aren't you on like the committee who evaluates no no okay. I like want to so badly and like if I was working full-time I probably would be but mm-hmm. I'm only working part-time Gotcha, and gotcha. yeah, I was on hiring team last That's semester, I, so okay, I got yeah. to help hire the newest crop of campus tour guides. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting because I've noticed since being back, I I just for it's not I don't like not care. I just care less. I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. um whereas like I still am like really committed to giving the families a good experience but it's just like since I'm like kind of out of college I'm like very much like divorced from it a little bit yeah it's also like a weird time where it's like 
so people visiting now are people who are kind of just like looking like people who aren't that passionate yet people who haven't applied and so it is like a different vibe because people aren't as like gung-ho on tour and so I always say if anybody's going on college tours anytime soon or you know going with anyone on college tours I always say very much the energy is you get out what you put in and so Mm -hmm. like if you're being like super responsive like your tour guide will really love it but if you are literally like drawing dead on tour it's like the worst thing I feel like I don't know like in the summer do you get smaller groups than during the year so it depends so right now it is like significantly smaller like the most like I had like we did a presentation the other day which is like a different thing but it was like on a Saturday and Mm -hmm. so I had like 10 people and that's like the biggest tour I've given this summer whereas like during like the spring which is our busiest season because everybody's making their college decisions I would give tours of like 50 people pretty regularly. Oh my God. Yeah. I found that when I was going on college tours, like the smaller the group, the easier it was to like be excited, like act mm-hmm. excited towards the tour guide because like you in a group of 50 people, you don't want to be like the annoying one who's like yeah. asking questions the whole time. It feels like mm-hmm. even if like, do you like it when, you know, there's like a parent <laughs> who can't stop asking you things? I like when people are engaged, there's definitely a line of being like, okay, too engaged versus, or if people are nice about it, if people are nice about it, it really changes like the whole vibe. Like there was a family, like I gave a tour this week that was just like a single family. It was actually my first tour back and they were like a delightful little family. It was both the parents and their daughter. And I just took them around and they were asking me questions out of order, which like would usually bother me and stuff. But like also my families don't know the order of things I like talk about. And so I usually just say, oh, I'll talk about that a little bit later because also I have like a full script going in my head of like a, right. like a whole flow going. And so people don't realize that when they like interrupt it, like my neuro pathways get like fucked up for a second. And yeah. I really have to like, like, <laughs> like literally it's crazy how it works in my mind sometimes. But like I had a family this week and they were just asking questions and I just was like kind of free form. It's kind of nice when you get one family because you can, it could just be a little bit more informal. Like you don't have to do like the whole walking backwards thing. You can just like walk beside them and talk to them and just answer more questions and stuff. Um, But again, there are one family tours where it's like, if they have a bad attitude, it sucks. Like one of my worst tours, I like remember this kid was like so rude and like not listening and his mom literally had to ask him at one point during the tour be like could you please listen um oh my god yeah like it was just like rude um so sometimes you get stuff like that but that's the same thing with like groups too like there was like my other like tour horror story this one time is this girl had come in there are these two families on my tour there and like two girls were the protective students in those families And so we're doing the tour and basically these girls strike up a little friendship, which is so cute, you know, like you're visiting college, you strike up a little friendship um, with somebody else on your tour, super cute. It would have been cuter if they had not talked audibly the whole time during my tour, like out loud. Not this. It's one thing to like whisper and be like, oh, that's interesting. Or like, oh, like have a little side thing going. But if it's Mm -hmm. like, oh that's interesting like if you are saying it to where everybody else can hear it <laughs> while I am also trying to talk it, it it 
It's not a dialogue, babe. It starts, it starts to hurt me. It starts yeah. to hurt me and I'm going to get mad. Um, and so there was one point where they were just like talking. And at this point we were about three quarters of the way down the tour. And I was just like, okay, Quinn, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And then they reached like a lull in their conversation. And this one girl, one of the girls who had been talking turns to me or turns to her family or no, I think she asked me directly and she goes, how long does this tour last? Ma'am. And I said, oh, it's going to be done as soon as possible now. <laughs> oh, baby. For oh, you? Baby. For you. It's it ends and now. This, and this was the other thing. Her family, the girl who asked that, her family had come from Houston. Just for this? Yes. Oh my God. Like you come from Houston to Pittsburgh, literally the other side of the country. And Pretty you're going to talk through your college tour? The illustrious tour of the city of Pittsburgh? Literally. Well, the well one, sm- one small <laughs> section of it. Yes. yes we do. Maybe they did take the bus tour though. You, you never know. They did not because it has not been oh. offered when they oh. came to visit. So, As you mentioned, I see, I see. <laughs> I remember yeah. taking the upper campus tour. Really? It was kind of fun. <laughs> you said it. Slay. By then I knew where I was living and, you know, mm-hmm. I, ha- I had to go see it for myself. You said. Let me see up that hill. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's just, I feel like, like disengaged a little bit. And also my, like how the tour guide group works at Pitt is like, it's a job, but it's also a social, social organization. And so like a lot of my close friends are involved in the organization and stuff. And so, but it's just like all my friends are either gone for the summer or graduated. And so I have like very few of them actually here and like actively involved in the organization. And so now it's just like all the new people. And I'm just like, cause they've also been here working for a month and I just like showed up and I'm just like, Hey, hey. How y'all hey, doing? I got zooming. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah. so yeah, just feeling a little alienated, Weird. I guess you could say. But it's probably good. Mm-hmm. It's probably good that that's a thing because yeah, the goodbye won't be as hard. Yeah, I'm just ready for the next thing. Yeah, um, whenever that starts to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. Becca and I are both working girls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Becca and also. I have also been consuming some media lately. Oh, you better believe it. And so, Becca, I know you wanted to talk about one of our favorite people who I thought to talk about the stand list a little bit, which, you know, we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. I thought this person had a good shot of being on your version of the stand list. So actually, I forgot to bring this up last episode. And mm-hmm. the reason why they were not is because I foresee them being a guest on the pod. And to put something on the stand list, I don't know if you can be on the stand list, except for Julia Fox. <laughs> so this person is obviously our idol. <laughs> I would call I would call her a creative form mother of Manic Pixie Jump Scare. And oh, that's a thousand percent. Yeah, Z-Way. Z-Way. She just has, she just has that factor of I need to consume everything that she's doing. Yeah. And I've been watching season two as it's been coming out on Showtime. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to bring up, and this is, you know, content warning, <laughs> White Boy Summer. 
white boys summer oh my god no because Chet- like no yeah no. talk i i saw part of it but you you talk about it he is truly a terrifying person from the way that he is so disconnected from how human beings think and feel mm-hmm. chet hanks is merely a person and i believe that <laughs> to be like especially when your father is someone who is so known for being like pretty down to earth and human mm-hmm. and is like beloved yeah by mm-hmm. the world to mm-hmm. be so strange and like yeah sort of hateful and in a really like carefree way mm-hmm. it's truly so interesting but the only person who can handle it so well is z-way no i truly the people who go on z-way i'm like first of all you're brave yeah because i think the thing that makes z-way so interesting is that she is truly doing something unique and that she is truly finding her way basically so z-way's show is very much baited off or excuse me based off a series she used to have on line called baited and so it would take all these like social justice issues and basically z-way can find any way to like bait you into saying something like bad like in like a in like a pc way and yeah. so some people come on the show and they're like aware of it and they can like play along, but some people are just not at all like in the they world. Don't get it. And so yeah. like like Alana Glazer was somebody who just came on who was like mm-hmm. in on it. Katya Zamolochikova was just yeah. on it and she gets it. But like mm-hmm. there are certain people, I forget what, oh, Countess Luann from The Housewives, I believe. Did you see that oh, clip? Yeah. I did. She's she's a white woman and she like dressed up. I don't know if it was in like, I forget if it was in like blackface or if it was just that she was wearing like an afro. Um, but she dressed up as like Diana Ross for something and Z-Way was yeah. talking about it. And they were like, oh, it was like a bad choice. And then I forget how she described it, but she was like, oh, it was like a uneducated choice. And it was like, they were all just like looking at her like... <laughs> and chet hanks in the very same way just did not understand that like z-way was completely baiting him into like no like speaking and trying to explain why it was okay in his head and something that was so briefly mentioned and i had to look up they went to the same university really i don't know if i think maybe for a brief period of time at the same time Wait, where did they go? Northwestern? Like I'm pretty I sure. I think I know where Z-Way went to school. Somewhere in the recesses of my mind. Okay, I also, think it was Northwestern. Chad Hanks at somewhere like Northwestern. Like, I don't, like, yeah, his dad is Tom Hanks and Rita, whatever the last name is. But, like, truly, I don't. Rita. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Rita, whatever yeah. her name is. Um, Like, he has two famous parents. So, like, obviously, he got into Northwestern, but it's just. It's yeah, Northwestern University. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, they were classmates. That's where that's where it all started. And yeah. I think Chet Hanks is like, because like the whole Chet Hanks thing started, and it was like innocuous enough, where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's speaking patois, you know, or, or 
white boy summer but he but he said like initially he was saying like oh white boy summer means like you know you practice good hygiene you respect women you do all this stuff and so it seemed kind of innocuous at first but then all this stuff about like how he abused his ex-girlfriend started to come to light yeah and he like kind of and no the z-way interview is truly concerning it's so scary (laughs) like he he truly believed also that he was gonna pull her that he was gonna start dating Mm z-way and like she just had him right where she wanted him to just Uh like he he looked terrible in this episode yeah Um, it was just very weird to see him like switch between like normal person talking into like his joker impression no no that Oh my god, the Joker! I just remembered it right now. And, just, and like, it was so unprompted. He was just doing it. No, like, she's she mentioned she's just nothing there. She mentioned nothing that would provoke that. He did that by himself. He turned no, that switch on and off. No, it's so scary. Oh my god! But yeah, I, I really do love her show. It's it's so funny. I do need to actually like sit down and watch the show because I've never actually like watched a full episode. But I'm very aware of her and I've seen clips and stuff. I sing the song Stop Being Poor from season yeah. one that she did with Patty Harrison. So um, good. I sing that to myself at least once a week. The original music is so, so perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, Becca, I'd say that was a pretty successful catch up. I think so. So we are going to throw to a cheeky little break. And then we will be back to get into the topic for today's episode. Yippee. Guys, I'm scared. Welcome back. Oh my gosh. Can I believe that? Can I believe we're back now? (laughs) We did it. We're back. And today's episode topic I'm extremely excited about because it's something near and dear to my heart and that is the sky (laughs) (laughs) astrology I love astrology so much Mm -hmm. so today we're doing a little bit of a deep dive into Quinn and I's charts and of course who knows Quinn better than Quinn that's Becca who knows Becca better than Becca that's Quinn we will again be talking to each other about each other our mm-hmm. favorite thing to do yes as we sort of go through each of our charts just a disclaimer we're mostly using whole sign charts um which is the default is usually placidus or placatus i honestly don't know how to say that um the basic difference between that default and the whole sign house charts is it just shifts like the degrees of your birth chart it doesn't change like um, placements as in signs but it will change like what houses those placements um, show up in it's really a personal preference thing Um, I've heard a lot of astrologers basically say like take whatever you think works for you and like what you feel connected to um and i've heard that same sort of difference like between tropical and vedic astrology i will say vedic um most western astrologers use tropical vedic astrology is like the more quote unquote ancient kind of astrology like you know what was used in the past and they also use the whole sign um house system mm-hmm. 
um, and also an astrologer. I believe, I believe also the pattern, which is my most trusted astrology app, does use whole sign house um, mm-hmm. house system. And also my favorite astrologer, Shani, who um, does the Spotify playlist for Spotify for I'm signs. Sure. Yeah, she uses she recommends whole signs. So that that is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um I guess we should just jump in. Quinn, do you want to start announcing your placements? Sure. Um, so as we talked about on the podcast before, my mm-hmm. son is in Sagittarius. And I couldn't agree more with that. <laughs> <laughs> My moon is in Libra. Mm-hmm. My ascendant or my rising sign is Gemini. Mm-hmm. And then my Mercury is also in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. My Venus is in Aquarius. My Mars is in Libra. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my Saturn is in Taurus. My Jupiter is in Gemini. Um, and then I think by that time we're getting out to the more generational ones. So Uranus yeah. and Neptune are in Aquarius, and then Sagittarius or Pluto is in Sagittarius, which is like I believe those ones are those planets get so far out that it's like the same for basically everyone like back in Ice Age. Born in like a thousand years. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat. I am so obsessed with your sun and Sagittarius Gemini rising combo. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a beautiful, um, well, Sag and Gemini are sister signs also, yes. which is cool. So They're there's the like a sort of, yeah, there's like a synastry going on right there mm-hmm. in agreement. And I feel like uh, the word curiosity just jumps out at me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like your driving force of life, like, just being curious and creative and it it comes across so much especially in like the fire and air which like Mm -hmm. basically your whole chart yeah in such a fun way um do you I also I I'm interested in how people like think about their first house and their rising um because it can sometimes like mean like how people think of you right away as being like what they might guess your sign to be mm-hmm. and gemini's are sometimes a controversial sign so how do you sort of interpret your gemini rising like individually i am i do also find that gemini's are a complicated sign some people mm-hmm. people have various opinions on gemini's But I think since I am a Sagittarius, I am so like, I I am so inclined to love Gemini. There's only like one Gemini in my life that I'm like, oh, I don't enjoy that person. So there's that one person, but basically everybody else, I'm like party, 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 party. Like my best friend from my best friend from home is a Gemini. um, And we always send each other like Sagittarius and Gemini stuff. Mm -hmm. And so yeah I I also thought this was kind of interesting this is from like the actual shout out to cafe astrology um Uh because that's where we are getting our 
stuff from. So basically I read like my whole 12 page thing and also Becca's. Um, mm-hmm. But I found this part interesting when we were talking, when it was like in the rising section and it goes, there are two main styles of presentation for a Gemini ascendant. One style is bubbly, changeable, talkative, and a little quirky. You're interesting and fun. You constantly explain things, whether it's your behavior and opinion or those of the world around you. Another distinct style is a rather cool and intellectual demeanor. If you're this type, you are quite witty and clever, but you present yourself in less cheerful and changeable way than the first group your observations are sharp and your overall manner is a tad impersonal and so interesting I, I thought that was interesting do you think I fall into either like one of those categories better than the other well like visually wise versus like behavior um I do hmm, like I think you are winning clever but I wouldn't say you're impersonal mm. at all. Like, yeah, yeah I think, I don't know. I think like you're, you're maybe more in the middle of this like duality that mm-hmm. Gemini has um, in sort of like a positive way, I would say. Yeah, it is one of those things where like, because there, I, another app I really liked before it like all went behind a paywall, which I'm really upset about, but Astro Future um, is a really good yeah. app as well. And um, it would always tell me I can come off like cold to others a little bit, which I think, mm-hmm. I think is true in some scenarios, but I wouldn't say it's like overwhelmingly true. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those places where when I was reading like this breakdown, I was like, hit, 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 smash, 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 smash. I was like, this is also true about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, uh, being like impersonal or cold is something that I'm not used to, but it's also because like, I think it's interesting because I think when it comes to like emotions and stuff, I'm mm-hmm. not somebody to dwell on my emotions. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm somebody who can kind of come to terms with things quickly and just kind of move on mm-hmm. in a way that, and I think it's like that fire air sign in me that has to kind of move on quickly from things um, mm-hmm. where it's like my one friend who is another cancer, similar yeah. to Becca, I was not, gonna to, say. not to get into <laughs> it, but she's mm-hmm. like, she says, sometimes I don't like to talk to you about like certain things because you're just very matter of fact and you'll just like, like you I'm can very process things. So yes, I'm like, very much like I'm I'm and in my life I'm just solution oriented. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, how do we get this to be a how do we like move on from this basically? And yeah. some people do not have that same style. Yeah, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like so I'm again, I stand by that I don't find you cold or impersonal, mm-hmm. but I also think that as someone who has like worked with you before and I, I mean this in the highest respect you're I truly believe you are a genius in a like going to be you know one of the most famous creative minds of our generation oh my gosh um but like you do have that like when you're working like you I can tell you're in a flow and like if I didn't know you maybe I would be like what's going on um but I I more so see that as like a you don't, I don't think, and again, in a good way, you don't need to like please people just so other people can be pleased. If that makes sense. Like, I think you are personable and like 
you are kind and would never like be mean to like a stranger. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Some people like have to fight the feeling of like, I need everyone to be my friend and I need everyone mm-hmm. to be obsessed with me. And I feel like you live in like a good space with that where it's like, I'm going to do me and like people who receive that it's like cool but people who don't I don't need to like beg for their you know yeah I that was such I, a long thing but no but I I, you got there you got there <laughs> okay, that's what's okay. important but and yes I do like I do think that is ultimately who I am but I do I do still get those thoughts of like I mean obviously everybody wants to be liked and everybody wants to Mm-hmm. you know be enjoyed by people and as you said something like when I'm when I'm working or when I'm doing something I'm very passionate about I can mm-hmm. get very much like like how you described it in a flow state where I'm just like game bot like just doing a bunch of stuff yeah and it was funny because in high school people people would always because like the primary way I met people was through theater mm-hmm. and so people would always say oh Quinn I used to find you like so intimidating and like scary and like intense and I would always be like well what the fuck does that mean like what Mm -hmm. um but now but like you know maybe it is a part of me where like I'm just like maybe that's where yeah maybe that's where it shows up where I'm like Mm -hmm. okay like time to work yeah and so you listened to Britney when she said it (laughs) you can't blame me for that literally no no (laughs) you are not Um, at fault yeah and so that that and maybe that's where it shows out but I like the way I like how you talked about it being kind of my my I find my chart is very synergistic Mm -hmm. and that like it works well together because the way okay so I wrote this down but my son is in Sagittarius meaning that it is greatly affected by my Jupiter placement Mm -hmm. um, because Jupiter is the ruling planet of Sagittarius but my mm-hmm. Jupiter placement is in Gemini. And then my ascendant, which is also in Gemini, um, that makes my Mercury placement really important. And my Mercury placement is in Sagittarius. No, so I noticed that too. They like all work together really well. And so mm-hmm. it's funny because like several times in the chart, it said like, make sure to check this sign because if it's somewhere else, like it could cause like anxiety or like, inner turmoil and stuff like that and I was like I don't I don't identify that I feel like my I feel like my stars are working together quite well I think so too even just like like visually looking at like the wheel the Mm. natal chart it's really balanced and you also have a lot of like positive aspects I would say there's not Mm. like anything really like harsh that Mm. I can see like it's pretty balanced. You have like a good amount of different signs, like with a with a planet or a placement in them. Like there's mm-hmm. not too many empty houses. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just I staring I, at I, it. <laughs> I do also I did also pick up that I like that you said curious because curious is one of the one of the adjectives I always use to describe myself. 
when it's like, mm-hmm. oh, pick three words or whatever, because I mm-hmm. have always been curious about things since I was like a child. And even mm-hmm. now, like I need to like understand how things work. Like I'll just go on. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but one night I remember I like had to figure out how the atomic bomb worked. And so I spent like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> not not for nefarious reasons no I just like I just needed to know like I, yeah. I just was like watching something like I just there was this one night I remember I just got in like this whole like I just go on these things where I just will just be on my phone just like going from like Wikipedia page to Wikipedia page to Wikipedia page just like mm-hmm. I think it started with like the burning of the library of Alexandria and I was like so what what went on there and then I looked it up and it turns out library of Alexandria didn't even burn and then, oh, yeah, it just it just kind of declined, but there was never a fire um, or anything like that. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I I don't exactly know how, but that somehow, I, like I got all the way from Library of Alexandria burning to having to figure out how the atomic bomb worked, and like somehow I like had a had a had a like educational arc. journey. Yeah, like I had an arc <laughs> that led me to that space. Or maybe I ended wow. with I also watched a lot of tsunami videos that night. Like I was like, what is like a tsunami? No tsunami. Guys, scary. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I remember first bringing up to my dad, I was like, so why are tsunamis a big deal cuz you could swim through that, right? And my dad was like, girl, like <laughs> your bones will break upon impact. No, there's Not- so much water. <laughs> So much water so and moving fast. in a way you've never seen a move before water truly like i don't know because i also was like <laughs> how could you die from falling off a bridge into water and my dad was like it's like concrete when you fall that far water like, we're no. not we're we think she's all peaceful but she she's has a lot strong. more to her she has some hate she definitely has a lot more to her yeah um speaking of more to her I want to talk more about this particular placement in your chart that I found really interesting and I don't know if I like knew this truly or like didn't internalize it if you told me before but you're Venus and Aquarius yeah it makes so much sense and I even like kind of guessed like this placement for you Mm -hmm. like and we talked about like the aesthetic episode obviously an eclectic was a word that you brought up and I Mm -hmm. feel like Aquarius that is like eclecticism yeah and Venus creative energy very much so and Mm -hmm. Venus is like also sometimes along with the first house like um talked about with like style and like how Mm -hmm. you know appearances go and Aquarius just makes so much sense for that and also I feel like you probably are a little eclectic about like the people around you I feel like you you love to know a person who you know no one else like them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am fascinated by people. Yeah. Like I truly, I truly do love to get to know people, which mm-hmm. is like in a way, like I wouldn't say I'm the most. Would you this is another question that came up for me when I was doing this. Would you say you are an introvert or an extrovert? I think I'm like actually an introvert, but I'm not mm. like shy. Yeah, that's the same thing I thought, which we'll get to when we when we get into your chart. But I would say I'm very extroverted in that I um 
I gain energy from like being around people. Yeah. Like I do not, I like alone time, but I, it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Cut it. Yeah. Like if I'm alone <laughs> too long, I'm like, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm a little bit of an extrovert with like social anxiety. So I'm not like the most like, you know, super like out there, like like talking to everybody person. But like when I do actually get to talk to somebody, I also part of the reason I think I don't, I hate small talk. Like okay. I hate small talk. I hate pleasantries. Like I hate like that kind of stuff yeah. because it's okay. like very much like I feel like I can't talk about the things I want to talk about when we're doing small talk. Yeah, like you know me, real. Becca. I love to I'm I love to have a deep ass conversation. So true. Like I yeah. love to get into the nitty gritty. I love to get into that stuff. And so like I feel like it's part of the reason I'm not super like oh blah, 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 like talking to everybody is because like when I get to know people, I do f- genuinely like to like get to know them very deeply. Yeah. And I like love to like get to know the ins and outs, what makes them tick, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so I think Venus, my Venus may be kind of like a part of that. But I also mm-hmm. didn't know how much Venus controlled before like reading this because it is also about like artistic taste and stuff like that. And I just thought it was about kind of love and stuff because obviously mm-hmm. a lot of love in the planet. Venus. Um, <laughs> Venus oh. um, and I must say you also have a lot of fifth and seventh house focus which are like the houses of creativity love and art and expression mm-hmm. yeah and I was like it just it just adds up you were like smash after smash no that was yeah. another that was another theme I saw coming across like my appreciation for art my like creative spirit and stuff is very much shows up Present. in my chart literally I don't know what else I expected but I was like <laughs> here it is clear as day yeah clear as day yeah it was it was fun to read it and be like I know people I know the haters are mm-hmm. gonna say and it's like so annoying no actually not haters Ooh. contrarians because we made a distinction yes <laughs> um, yeah they are yes. contrarians love to be like oh, astrology it's literally written to make you identify with it and it's just <laughs> it's a psychological guess what shut up guess what world's terrible I need something to cope with it and literally so, like if this is my thing let it be my thing some people have organized religion we have this um, yeah I have cafe astrology literally. every Sunday that's my, that's my study baby Wednesday <laughs> nights I'll be studying cafe astrology um, <laughs> and so yeah I just think I just think with all things of spirituality like it's not even like it doesn't even have to be the truth or whatever like the truth is like it's just like Mm -hmm. it's just a fun way to like look like it's a different way to look at the world yeah and it's exciting like to it's like and again maybe it's just my intellectual like curious spirit but Mm -hmm. I just like to like like it's something I've always been interested in Mm -hmm. and so um yeah that was another thing and then another another thing that came up a lot in my chart Mm -hmm. And that I'm often scared by is that I feel there's an incompleteness to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, explain more. Like, so my moon is in Libra. And so mm-hmm. Libra, what's the representative? The scales. Yeah. As I'm doing my hand motion. And so basically whenever I read about moon and Libra, it's like you need like a partner to balance you out. Um, which, oh. what is Becca, guys? Um, not romantic. <laughs> Come on quite yet but (laughs) um, 
You never know. I'm gonna leave the door open. Um, anyway, uh, but and I think it, I think you I think you consider partnership in a bunch of different ways, but mm-hmm. I think there is like a the, I I I came across it a couple times. It's like you need someone to balance you out, um, and I think it's like. I think one of the conflicts, one of like the internal conflicts in my mind or in myself, Mm -hmm. and this is one of the parts where my chart is not synergistic, is one of like the defining traits of Sagittarius, which is not only my sun sign, but also has like a lot of different placements within my chart Mm -hmm. is like an independence. Yeah. Like I don't like to not be able to do what I want. (laughs) Yeah what I want frequently changes and so (laughs) who's gonna keep up (laughs) literally the fact that like the fact that I have like this fiercely independent side balance with the side who like needs companionship apparently is like very much like oh how are we negotiating that well so something funny I was looking at um the pattern earlier Mm -hmm to like prep for this and I was looking at your profile obviously and something that we have in common on the pattern is it says that we both have like fears surrounding relationships and intimacy Mm -hmm. (gasps) sorry sorry to bring this up if you weren't ready (laughs) I'm ready ready to talk about it all it also says that we find our best romantic partnerships later in life which I think Mm. makes sense for and I have like some similar Sagittarius energy um makes sense for like people who value their independence yeah I another huge thing for me mm-hmm. is trust oh yeah like I have to trust you down like mm-hmm. especially if I'm going to be in like a romantic relationship with you like mm-hmm. I have to trust you and then like especially with and this is like a thing like sorry if my mom and dad are listening but when it comes to like hookup culture and stuff like it's just something that doesn't it's something that makes me feel weird often if I can be candid on the pod it's something that makes me feel weird very often because it feels like and I know this isn't the reality but it feels like people in our generation are like obviously we're young and we're like experimenting and people are like going out they're fucking like doing all this kind of stuff and I yeah I do not feel like developed in the same way and I think it is because I have like a part of me that like it just doesn't click like like being intimate in that way with a stranger I don't think I would enjoy yeah and from what I observe honestly most people don't enjoy but like you know some people do I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yums um but so Quinn am I hearing that on the pod during pride you're coming out as demisexual (laughs) (laughs) um not exactly babes not exactly (laughs) um okay (laughs) but if you were I'd be so happy for you and I would wave that little flag where my demis at (laughs) we Um, stand with you yeah, I not in like the no label Harry Styles way, but in like a in like a queer um, anarchist way. I just yeah. don't find labels like that helpful. 
um, mm-hmm. if you do. Again, not trying to yuck anyone's yums. Becca and I are on a mission to like things. Yeah. Um, and so trying if you, so hard. If you so many find... people make it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so many people but like that's like another thing I've been seeing like so many people oh my god so something that confuses me about pride this year is it's the first year I've been aware that there's like a pride there there's a specific pride flag for homosexual men I don't think I've ever seen that it's like all blue it's a beautiful color palette as someone who loves the color blue but yeah. I'm like what do y'all need it's like having a white lives <laughs> matter it's like it it's white lives matter but for the queer community it's like girl we know everybody treats it we like get that it already. like pride is mostly for white cis men but like like it makes sense that like lesbians have their own flag but like trans people have their own flag because they are actually like literally oppressed within queer communities white mm-hmm. gay men well not white We're good. specifically but like gay men like you are the top of the food chain <laughs> like you gotta unlock like who made who made that anyway (laughs) so like it gives it gives very much that energy but um I forgot what I was talking about oh but yeah oh trust and yeah okay so but yeah I find that like I need to have like trust in someone which is very much like why I feel like I in like I could see I could see like if if I find love like later in my life like I could Mm -hmm. see it being like somebody who I've known for a really long time and like something that like develops over time as opposed to somebody who and maybe it's just because I've never done it before but it's just I I can't imagine like meeting a person and being like primarily like romantically interested in them if that makes sense no I think friend to romantic is like the perfect pipeline Mm mm-hmm yeah because yeah there is like and a trust there the the relationship that I've been in my life like the romantic relationship I've been in my life it, it like organically kind of did that was yeah. in that pipeline and it was mm-hmm. lovely and so yeah um and so I think that's which is going to be kind of frustrating as I move on because it'll be like you know a slower process but maybe right. or who knows we'll see but yeah that was something that's something interesting about my chart and then one thing that like really hit me in the gut that I read from my chart mm-hmm. was um quote one of the lessons in your life may be to avoid putting harmony and others' opinion of you above your own needs whoa what section <laughs> is that under it's under my son in the seventh house oh, okay okay oh, interesting yeah that's and so- great advice yeah and that's something very that's something I've come to in my life recently where it's like I feel like I'm starting to reach a place where I feel like we look as human beings we like look for acceptance with each other and I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to like look for people or like try to get people to accept me I would rather just find people who just accept me for who I am And then if those people don't exist or like if I'm not in the right place or whatever is the situation, it's like at least I can be affirmed in the fact that I'm happy with like myself ultimately. And then if people don't like that, then like. Okay, that is totally what I was trying to say earlier. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. Straight up couldn't find the words. Okay. Um, And like, and I, and I feel like it's a backhanded compliment sometimes to be like, you don't care what other people think, but Mm -hmm. like, 
you you're so like easy to like that Aww. I feel like also like it's I, I don't know like you have a a genuine confidence that at least I pick up on like mm-hmm. being close to you that if someone didn't like you I feel like you're secure enough in yourself to like be okay like you mm-hmm. you are you and like yeah. if someone doesn't like that like that's fine whereas other people are more insecure I would say mm-hmm. and again yeah. it's like I have the same insecurities I will say because like again Libra moon like my emotional self is very much like seeks balance mm-hmm. and so it's obviously like like I want people to like me ultimately but then I'm never gonna like change who I am to try to get somebody to like me or rather I can't because I'm like such I I do have mm-hmm. such like a personality where like I just don't I just don't change myself that much yeah and yeah. so like I can't imagine like actually like I imagine I, I'm just more comfortable with having somebody not like me than actively having to like change myself mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing and so yeah um and I that- also wanted to bring up really fast that we we have a shared placement did you we do I I got I don't know if because the houses and stuff I gotta say Becca knows Becca knows a good amount more about astrology Mm -hmm. than I do yeah but (laughs) yeah I did (laughs) yeah I think I know a little bit more about astrology (laughs) than you do genius yeah um and I think we have like the generational stuff. I wrote it down. Yeah, the generational stuff, obviously. We are both Saturn and Taurus divas Mm -hmm. and Chiron and Sagittarius and North Node and Cancer with South Node and Capricorn. So the North Node and Cancer, I have a theory about, so the North Node and Cancer, I would like to bring up some notable, well, first of all, the North Node is an aspect, um, Basically, the whole thing with the nodes is saying, like, the south node, the sign, and the house it's in is, like, what you learned in a past life, like, what you're bringing to this life. And then Mm -hmm. the north node is, like, what you need to learn in this life. Yeah. So, um, north node and cancer notable celebrities are Marilyn Monroe, Britney Spears, Nicki Minaj, Anne Hathaway, Frida Kahlo, among so many others. I'm sorry to say, also, Chad Hanks. Oh, <laughs> way worse. Did have this, but I think it's a fluke. <laughs> yeah, um, I, think it's a <laughs> I think it's. I think it's an anom- anomaly. Um, but One of my very good friend shares a birthday with Hitler, and that was always like a thing. In our- my. I just learned through this search that um, my dog shares a birthday with him. 420, 420. baby. 420, can you believe it? It's unreal. And it was funny because I share a birthday with Joseph Stalin. And so (gasps) we would always be like, oh, Hitler and Stalin. uh." Wow. And crazy because I share a birthday with Randy Jackson. (laughs) 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 The three evils. viewed my instagram story of me oh calling him less famous oh than me last year yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god, oh my god. It's 
it's Ooh. not a podcast if I don't wheeze at least <laughs> once. Um, oh my god. But with our North Node in Cancer, I think that this is why we are interested in creative artistic careers. I think that we're like nurturing our North Node by choosing to do something that's like not really driven by like material stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I think like it's it's a cool thing to like share, especially with someone who like we work together a lot. Yeah. And we like we have a new creative endeavor that is based yeah. off our relationship. Exactly. I think <laughs> it's really fun to share that placement. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially because we're it's like you think something and this is something with like spirituality in general, but like you think some things must just be like innate, mm-hmm. especially in a time where I feel like, honestly, I feel a little like spiritually disconnected. Like I just feel like I don't have much of like a spiritual practice right sure. now for myself, especially less than other times in my life. And so yeah. the fact that like, like but I, there is some things that are just like innate to us, like that we just don't, that we somehow like grew up in this society and like the most hyper capitalistic society, like in the history of the earth and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that we are just like, like, yeah, we are not like sure. people who are super motivated by money. Yeah. <gasps> okay. But that actually leads me into, I don't think I want to lead with that, but that leads me to talking about Miss Becca's chart. Because I thought it was very interesting. So Becca, do you want to read out your placements? Of course I do. So famously, I have my son in Cancer in the eighth Mm -hmm. house. My ascendant in Sagittarius. I have my moon in Pisces, fourth house. My Mercury in Cancer. My Venus in Cancer my Mars in Cancer, and of course my North Node in Cancer, and then I have my Jupiter and my Saturn and Taurus in the sixth house, and then I have like the generational stuff um, that you have as well. That's very interesting to me that we are so much like have so much Sagittarius and Cancer like in our chart. Yeah, it's you especially you're like like you are a Cancer down. I am such a cancer. Like you are, like, you are a cancer on multiple levels. <laughs> on so um, many levels, I'm on a cancer. So many levels, you are a cancer. <laughs> um, I also found that, like, while I was reading your chart, I didn't mm-hmm. find that, like, like Cancer Sun, like you would believe that, but mm-hmm. I feel like what truly describes you is the Pisces Moon. I really connect to my Pisces moon. Like I was reading the Pisces moon and I was like, oh, this is really Becca. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, where I feel like I'm a little bit more of like, my sun sign is very accurate to like, like I'm a, I feel like I'm a very much Sagittarian girl. I feel like Becca is better described by being a Pisces moon than being like a Cancer. Which makes sense because Cancer is the only sign ruled by the moon as Leo mm-hmm. is the only one ruled by the sun. So the moon is definitely a power a power planet in my chart. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I am such, I'm such a Pisces moon. I am an incredibly, and it's something I'm coming to terms with being like comfortable calling myself. I am incredibly sensitive. Mm-hmm. And that used to always be like a bad thing to me. Cause like when you're a kid, like you don't want to be like whatever crybaby or like, yeah. you know, called sensitive. 
I am so, so sensitive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like, especially like reading this little blurb about my Pisces moon, it's like sometimes a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, people who are like in touch with their emotions, I like. You respect that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I and yeah. I'm I'm like almost envious because as at, I also I was also very sensitive as a child. Like I cried so much as a child, mm. and it was like, but like it was hard, especially as somebody who was like socialized as a man mm. um, or a boy or whatever. It, yeah. It's like it's like not good. No, it, no. It's yeah. it's not good for anybody to show like an immense amount of emotion, but like especially for people who are like socialized in the way that I was and like I remember like feeling so weird because I would like cry a lot and I didn't know what to do with all my emotions and stuff um Mm -hmm. and so yeah and now I like don't cry I used to schedule there was like a year where I scheduled a cry every week Mm -hmm. and I would watch sad YouTube videos so that I cried because I like I was having a good year I guess it's such a good release it really is crying is such an amazing release I love crying and now I love (laughs) happy crying is something I'll gladly do oh yeah um I think it's the best I get like very welly like at commercial like if I watch a commercial and I'm like I'm one of those girls who's like yeah but yeah the cheeks so I um what was I looking so something that I thought was really interesting this line Mm -hmm. Those with moon and Pisces are known to be dreamy and not always in touch with reality. However, though you may not always show real world savvy in day-to-day practical affairs, you make up for this with remarkable intuition. Uh. And, and it's not that I don't, uh. it's not that I don't think you're like, there's no, there's not any of you that's like disconnected from reality, I would say, but you just, you do have a dreamy, like ethereal sense about you, I believe. Oh, well, thank you. And- of course. I think, yeah, something that is like, I don't know how other people pick up on it or even if it's like something that other people can pick up on, but I find myself all the time being disconnected from reality. Like I need to be more grounded. Mm-hmm. So I like, I constantly have to like ground myself throughout the day because I could spend the whole day just daydreaming. <laughs> about things that aren't real mm-hmm. and like sometimes it's like okay yeah like a real things are happening and you have yeah. to deal with them um so yeah it's like an interesting little balance that I have to do which is like and I don't identify that in you really because it's like interesting it, like at least me it's not somebody I like I pick up on because you and me mm-hmm. Becca and I in our lives talk about people who are delusional who are like around us very often and like you don't strike me like you've never struck me as that quite I don't usually like delusional is a little bit different than like than daydreamy yeah I don't because in my delusions I don't usually involve other people other than like maybe you or something Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) um but yeah I definitely connect to my intuition I think like um I I feel as though it is my most powerful asset mm-hmm. as like a cancer person and also yeah. Pisces moon. Mm-hmm. Um I think I truly do believe like if I sat down 
and like put my mind to it, I could be a full psychic. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think this, I think this is something about us. I think we both have the gift in some way. Yeah. Yeah. In some sort of aspect. I just need to explore that more. Yeah. I, I also think that I have some type of like spiritual gift about me. Like I don't know what it is quite on. yet, but I'll I feel like there. if I met, like, I think if we met mentors, we could like really like step into that part of ourselves. In. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Okay. And so wait, okay. So one thing I wrote now that we're kind of away from like general stuff, I wrote mm. rising in Sagittarius, but Jupiter in Taurus. What's that like? He he he. I know. So my Taurus placements are kind of crazy to me, mm-hmm. especially with Taurus um, is a fraught sign. I will say. Yeah, it's a tough one for me as a um, for me as a fire air baddie. Taurus is I'm like, it's a lot because they are the fire sign of Earth signs. Really? Uh, I guess. I think that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. I like the. Taurus is the most stubborn mm-hmm. sign. Yes. The most mm-hmm. slow moving and mm-hmm. yes. Um so especially because my Jupiter and my Saturn are conjunct both in Taurus and Jupiter is the planet of like expansion and like this is where your fortune falls and mm-hmm. being a Sag rising is like a lucky thing because you're ruled by Jupiter so like generally you have like I guess better luck in your life I've heard mm-hmm. um Pisces risings too um but that's conjunct with Saturn the planet of like rules and restriction so mm-hmm. those together they're battling each other a little yeah. bit yeah there is definitely like a conflict there yeah but so basically what I've sort of taken that to mean is like the the way that I find like luck and good fortune is by like being more structured and like taking things slower and like not being as impulsive, mm-hmm. um, which is something that like, it's a hard lesson to learn, especially when like, I don't want to be like in the society, but in the society, everything's so like fast go 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 Mm -hmm. like you're running out of time mentality so like I've taken it as a lesson of like there's infinite resources available to me Mm -hmm. and I'm allowed to like take my time and space and with that through that I will expand but it is an interesting it's an interesting little thing going on there the bottom right of my chart in the Mm -hmm. sixth house which is the house of like health and work and um like coworkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So some of my houses are kind of random. I don't know if you read about my like eighth house stuff. <gasps> I have a quote. I have a okay, quote from go. your eighth house. I go, oh, please read. <laughs> so from your Mercury being in the eighth house, you are especially curious about what motivates people as well as all that is mysterious, taboo, secret, and psychological. And mm-hmm. I picked that out because Becca as we talked about, we worked on a production called The Drag Seed together, and Becca, as our icebreaker activity, our first rehearsal, Mm -hmm. she goes, tell everybody here a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we all went around and told a secret. Some people told two. (laughs) One person I think I, I think (laughs) 
I think I repressed that. I don't even remember what I said. I remember I told you my like biggest secret afterward. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what you said to the circle. Me neither. But yeah. I was I thinking about saying huge secrets about to the circle, but then I was like, huge. no, that's like not the way to start off. <laughs> not all at once. No, um, no, 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 no. But yeah, so the eighth house is like the house is associated with Scorpio because it's like the mysteries of life, like like you said, the Tibet taboo not that the taboo mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> and it's sort of i'm it's it's weird because so my stellium is there all like my son my everything in cancer mm-hmm. is in the eighth house so i feel like i should have a better understanding of like what that means to me but i don't know if i like know what all that means yet and i feel like that'll probably be something I learned through time because mm-hmm. like eighth house uh a lot of people say it's like money possessions like other people's resources yeah. one time a uh like a book told me that I should be a real estate agent <laughs> so I don't know that was another thing I picked up on well first of all mm-hmm. you talked about in the first episode how you said I'm a collector first when it came to like your clothing and stuff and there were a couple different indicators that you collect things but also several times in like different placements it talked about you being good with money which I feel as though and I'm gonna be bold here I feel like I'm terrible with money really I break even every month and I work a lot (laughs) <laughs> no that's that's what I thought I was like maybe Becca's like because Be- Becca does work like especially like during the school year and stuff like Becca would be like oh getting up at 4 a.m to go open <laughs> the, the coffee shop um <laughs> famously yeah and like literally like three times a week and then there were days where she would open at 4 a.m and then go till 10 p.m yeah at night, or no yeah 10 p.m at night when our rehearsals ended and so yeah. like maybe I'm like oh maybe Becca is like working so much and she has like this crazy like savings account like maybe she's secretly into like crypto or like whatever <laughs> not at all That's no I, I find that very interesting but also I did read when I was like first discovered like my eighth house stuff mm-hmm. I was like okay I need to google everything about this and there are, there are many indications of eighth house rule or like the eighth house being a big um spot in people's charts for people who marry rich which is literally my best case scenario that's crazy wait <laughs> maybe that maybe that's the ultimate good with money yes that is the ultimate good with money. <laughs> other people's resources yeah <laughs> literally you marry into it and have none of the responsibility i'm love because ultimately it's not literally yours. my dream yep but you can and live I don't off care. of it Mm-hmm. that's the ultimate way to be good with money because as Chris they say Evans, i'm looking at you as they say <laughs> more money more problems and you're just like well i'll never have more money yeah but i will have somebody who has more money and i will have no problems that's crazy exactly. no and that was like but it said it multiple times and i was like is becca like sitting is she like scrooge mcduck secretly like does she go home and swan dive into a pile well, of coins i feel like i like i am I do have like nice savings and stuff, but I, especially this year, 
have sort of um had to scold myself about like my materialism because mm-hmm. I did find myself just over consuming mostly mm-hmm. because especially like in the fall when I was working opening and having like 20 hour days um I was like what's the best feeling ever buying but buying something so I basically mm-hmm. was like what's the point of you know I had to cut my hours and buy less yeah. Um, cause what's the point of making money if you're just going to like buy random stuff that you don't use? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but yeah, maybe that'll get better as I, as I grow and learn. It's also like something I've, something, <laughs> something I'm contending with is that like, part of it is like, part of it is like we had the pandemic for a little while. And so money was just like, like it was easy to save money. Cause mm-hmm. like I wasn't doing shit. Anything. Like I was at yeah. home. I was under 21 like I wasn't doing anything and now like I'm adjusting to life when like I have all these like new expenses and stuff like that and also mm-hmm. as we talked about last episode maybe the recession's coming yeah the stock market doing crazy things from what I hear yeah from what- and so like the grapevine it's yeah. just it's just part of it is not us it's beyond our control so that helps me because some a, a, a cardinal rule of my life is that nothing that happens to me is truly my fault um it will never be our fault. it will never be my fault um okay so also something random i have before i present one last like bigger finding is sure. would you say you have a good memory i think i do okay are you just like no it's just something that like i've never super seen like demonstrated but I also don't know when I would be like oh Becca has like a great memory I think it got honestly like I do think after I got COVID something happened in my brain <laughs> but at the brain I re- <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember specifically in in high school I could recall every single thing like my brain was huge when mm-hmm. I was like 15 mm-hmm. it's gotten a little little worse since then yeah um but I do like I would say my memory is all my senses like I can smell a smell and like picture something very Stanislavski scent memory exactly I'm there (laughs) I'm totally there um yeah I think I do have a good memory is that a Pisces moon thing probably yeah I saw it I saw it multiple times multiple times that's Mm -hmm. why I like marked it down but it yeah. was like I saw I it, I think it's a water sign thing broadly. Oh, that makes sense. Perhaps mm-hmm. because I think I I just saw it a lot and so I took note of it. I do think yeah. it is Pisces moon though. And mm-hmm. also, so Cancer, I truly think part of the thing where you're like your Cancerian comes out mm-hmm. is that not to say you like retreat, but you also are somebody who seems to like. I don't know how to phrase it like you have a I have it here as like a tendency to retreat but not from like Mm -hmm. situations or anything but it's just like like I like even on campus and stuff like I like sometimes I wouldn't like see you like I like I would never really (laughs) run into you yeah I'm elusive yeah you are a little bit (laughs) and you're like you're sometimes you're hard to pin down a little bit and Mm -hmm. it's like you have a tendency you're you seem to be like a introspective kind of like and that's that's part of the thing where I wanted to ask if you're an extrovert or an introvert because you seem to be a little mm-hmm. like you're not like as you said you're not shy you're a sociable person but you seem to be like you have a 
I would say you seem to have a complex inner life. Oh, wow. I love, I love how that was presented to me yeah. by you. Um, <laughs> Cause yeah, it's not, so- it's not like a weird, bad thing where like, I feel like you cut yourself off from like the universe or whatever, but you're just like, right. You have like a contentedness with like me. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, your I internal totally- life is what I would say. Yeah. I used to identify as an extrovert mostly because I met, I thought it meant like, are you shy or are you not? Mm. And it's like, I don't have like anxieties talking in front of people or talking to people and that I've never known before. And that's like what I understood it as. Mm. But the, the truth in me is that after I'm around people for, for a while, my, I, I got to go home. Yeah. And I have to sit in my room and I have to like, I have to organize my thoughts and like mm-hmm. everything. Like if, if before I go to bed at night, I don't like have at least 15 minutes to myself where I can think about what happened in the day mm-hmm. and what might happen tomorrow. I'm not myself. Like decompress. Yeah. Yeah. I like really do need like me time mm-hmm. and then I'm like ready to go. And like, mm-hmm. I love, yeah, I love ne- meeting new people and like, doing extroverted things but I think like my my energy force is like very much just me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's very much like cancer Mm -hmm. I I found because cancer what's the sign a crab what do crabs Mm -hmm. do they go like this into their little shells to yeah to protect themselves because they have a complex inner life in there Mm -hmm. um and so those were my those were kind of all my things I wanted to hit with your chart Becca do you have anything you still want to outstanding or well I thought I think you brought up a lot of great stuff I think the only thing that also I wanted to bring up is like cancer is usually known as like the mother and Leo is like the dad or whatever archetype wise um, and I, I just want to bring up the possibility that doesn't always mean physical children, you know, like you can nurture other things and be like a mother figure mm-hmm. archetype thing, mm-hmm. um, without being like an actual physical mother. That makes sense. Yeah. So I just want to break that stigma a little bit, even though, yes, my mother is a cancer. Famously, the birth, the day, her birthday is the day after mine. <gasps> That's the same thing with my dad and his mom. <gasps> oh my god, hers might be the day before. Okay, but like I'll same, but like same, same vibe. Like literally the day. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 weird when that happens. So if I ever did have a child, it would need to be born on June twenty second, but. <laughs> I can organize I, that. Um, <laughs> I can organize that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say you don't have like you're not nurturing in the way a mother is, like as a friend. You're nurturing like a cool aunt, I would say. Uh <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna pass out. Okay, that <laughs> is literally I've been saying for years now, all I want to be is an aunt. It is the perfect amount of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I me and Macy, Macy, you're being brought up again. We Listen to the show, girl. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> we have a plan that, like, I will convince her kids that I, like, we, like, we'll pull pranks on them and convince them I'm, like, actually magic. 
Tim has like a whole plan of like me never like me parking the car down the road and like showing up with a broom. <laughs> like, so these children will literally think Aunt Becca is is a witch, and I'm I'm so excited. Oh my god! Yeah, that's another, like, I <laughs> like my mind doesn't work that way. Like it's so like like I just love like I just I I'm in love with Becca's mind sometimes. Like that's like such a fun thing. You did say to me once, I love the way you word things. <laughs> no, because I think I I think as I am someone who phrases things in a certain way sometimes because mm-hmm. people have also, especially in the past year, I feel like people have really commented on my vocabulary and how it's I phrase. so dynamic. Yeah, and how I phrase things sometimes. And mm-hmm. I, I identified that in you as one of our common points because I just love how you say things sometimes but yeah the mother energy is interesting I had a I had a talk with my mom recently um I want to say it was over winter break and it's interesting because I always I think I'm a very in the same way I think I'm a very nurturing person Mm -hmm. whereas like I think if I ever had a kid like especially in like a because like my if I like if slash when I have children like it will not be in a typical like mom dad kid setup obviously I've always seen myself as like I always feel like I would take more of like a mothering figure to like my kids and stuff but then my mom my mom was like oh I totally think you're gonna be like a father like figure more and that you'll because she thinks I think she 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 put it as like oh I think you're gonna have like a really successful like career in a successful professional life and then you're gonna like marry somebody who wants to take care of like the home and stuff stay-at-home dad <laughs> literally that's kind of cool I so that for you yeah I was like mm. but so yeah we'll see okay <laughs> well I think we're ready to get out of the pool I think the deep dive yeah. is complete <laughs> I mean not fully complete but those are kind of what we want to talk about in terms of our astrological life yeah um and so yeah we're gonna throw to another break and then we'll be right back guys i'm scared and just like that and just like that season two coming um but yeah (laughs) um so Beck and I are back and we are going to get into our manic pixie moments and our jump scares of the week. But before that, we have a new segment. <gasps> yes. Um, so as our little disciples, as we have challenged you all these couple of weeks, we've been doing this podcast, we've gotten our first few submissions. Mm-hmm. So first, I'd like to read an email that came into our inbox from a little girl named Nandita. Subject line, your biggest fans. Dear MPJ hosts, my good friend Molly Twig and I have been taking a plethora of road trips as of late, and we are deeply saddened to announce that we have run out of material to listen to on our journeys. Release more content. We need it. Sincerely and with peace and love and rock, Nandita Samantha Mahesh. Wow. Well, I must say, Nandeter was it? Yeah. And Molly? And Molly, yeah. 
even though I don't know you and uh, I've never met you and I never yeah. will meet you. No. I find that inspiring. Yeah. And what a bold claim to say biggest fans. Uh, honestly, thank you so much. Yeah. This is something else I wanted to talk to you about with, I, I want to talk about it in the catch up, but I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird to think about how people are forming parasocial relationships with us based off this? Do you think they are? I think to some extent people are forming parasocial relationships with us based off this. And I'm excited for them. Because like, for instance, I brought up Ben who texted me today about listening to the show. He has no idea who you are. He doesn't know you from Adam. Oh, that's kind of true. Yeah. Or like there are people who like, you know, that don't know me. They're listening to the podcast. Yeah. And like, Oh my god wow no it isn't it weird to think about <laughs> we're influencers we <laughs> did it definitely have like notions about us that may or may not be true or like people people will like think they know me a little bit and they do to a certain extent yeah. but like yeah because I definitely find that I have very strong parasocial relationships in my life oh I definitely do as well yeah, so that was just something interesting, interesting I thought about, especially as we go into comment corner. Um, mm-hmm. But thank you, um, Nandita. Oh, yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we um, are so happy you and your friend um, Twiggy are listening. And <laughs> um, we, you did write that in on June 9th, and then we released on the 10th. And wow so how lucky really, we haven't said this like we don't we haven't I realized we don't we didn't publicize this anywhere but we do release on Fridays yeah Fridays at around noon Fridays <laughs> around noon um, yeah and so we have never said that anywhere like publicly <laughs> yeah but that we're that's crazy the, that's the upload schedule <laughs> baby um yeah. and so that was Nandi thank you if you guys want to be featured on the show literally write in yeah Um, it's so easy it's literally so easy and And, then um, we also got our first itunes review oh yeah we did reviews which i was i sent it to becca and i go did you write this (laughs) and she said no i didn't have so we have our first apple podcast review in so exciting first of all five stars appreciate Mm -hmm. appreciate it thank you um Subject line is new trend alert. MPJ has the new it factor to go there, to be bold, to normalize being unique and different without being cringe or those ick wannabe hipster vibes. This is the perfect go-to and the perfect gift for Pride Month. The girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, won't. And honestly, what more could be said? Written by JWM Tally. Who, yeah, is a coworker of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is also a fan, and I feel like that's unrelated. <laughs> Literally. But honestly, John, thanks so much for that review. I yeah. mean, I'm so glad you're raving about it. No, literally, Apple. No, yeah. So exciting. And so, yeah, keep writing in. Keep telling us what you think about the podcast. Please, please. Um, if there's anything specifically you guys want us to talk about, send it in. We only have oh, so yeah. many ideas. Yeah. I mean, we will Our come up with more. Our brains are only so big. Yeah. <laughs> but like, 
we were starting to like really take a dip into all the ones that we like first set out. Yeah. And so, you know, soon enough. Yeah, we're gonna need the, you're, We're going to need you. To Give us some ideas. This. Yeah. We're going to need you guys. Okay. <laughs> so now the time has come mm-hmm. to talk about our manic pixie moments of the week and our jump scares of the week. Yes. So Becca, what is something that scared you this week that shook you to your core that, you know, made you go, oh, um, anything yeah. like that? What's your jump scare for this week? As things always do. Um, so I already brought up the bad Starbucks situation. So I'm just going to my mini jump scare of the week. Other than that, is that somehow, some way. You guessed it. The army got my number. And boy, do they want me. <laughs> I also got an army text today. Oh, I'm getting calls. I'm getting multiple texts today. I'm getting emails. I'm getting helicopters sent to my house. <laughs> they are landing on your front lawn. It's crazy. Teddy is scared. Teddy is barking. Teddy and Goldie are barking. <laughs> they are off the stand list. <laughs> um, but yeah, and little do they know that I am literally, I literally don't qualify because I have diabetes. Oh, yeah. I am not allowed to be in the army. Am mm. I going to text them about that? Probably no. not. Am Why I going to answer time any of your day? Exactly. Leave me alone. Your time is so valuable, Becca. Exactly. So yeah, but that's scaring me. I don't I don't want them to like have my personal contact info. Yeah, it is really crazy. Yeah. I'm like, where do y'all get this from? Literally. Uh probably all the emails I signed up for <laughs> trying to get discounts on stuff. <laughs> Online shopping. Uh I hate yeah. to see it. <laughs> Every time. Well, Quinn, what scared you this week? What scared me this week was honestly, okay, so hopefully to all of our YouTube fans, very sorry, but our last episode of The Stand List is still not on YouTube because Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is exactly about this. I don't know if it was just because it was like a longer episode than the other ones we've put out um, or if it was like... Like it was because we used a different format to record it or whatever the whole situation was. I have tried to export the video version of the stand list about 10 times, I'll say, if not more than that. Mm-hmm. And it keeps exporting as like an MP4. And an MP4 has both audio and video, very famously, but mm-hmm. it will just export as audio still so weird and at first I thought it was because I tried to export it in 720 when we recorded in 1080 mm-hmm. and it was like it was nice because like while I was editing it, I was like oh this is a little bit of a step up for us from the first week or from the mm-hmm. first couple episodes you know like we're in a little bit high definition we're looking good yeah. looking good and then Boom. I tried but it was like kind of big and I was kind of concerned and the space on my computer because also me trying to put like files like these huge files on an eight-year-old computer I got her huffing and breathing this girl <laughs> yeah and um fighting for her life she's my computer is fighting for her life every day on battlefield and um 
so I thought that was it that like the video is in 1080 and so I couldn't export it in 720 but then multiple times I've tried to export it in 780 I've messed with all the settings I've tried literally all the things the internet has told me and it just has not worked in terms of exporting and so at this point I don't think we're ever going to see Denise Richards again <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Denise, never Richards, saw Denise again. Richards again um and so yeah. yeah so podcast will be coming to YouTube and it's also weird I'll add this it's also weird because I exported the one thing I did try that did work is I exported like our cold open so my Julia mm-hmm. Fox impression yeah I exported that and it exported fine and it like looks great and all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. And I and and then so I tried to do it like I thought of maybe doing it in like two parts and then that didn't work either. Like mm-hmm. I split it in half. And so I truly just don't know what the answer is. And so So you've seen the video that like it does exist. It's just not exporting. Yes, it's just not exporting. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, wow. there's something weird going on with it that I don't quite know all the way, but like we will upload to YouTube eventually. Probably I'll just make a different file that's unfortunately doesn't have like the actual video of us talking and stuff but mm-hmm. I do want to make sure that we have like a repository of all of our different things it's also frustrating because like now we can't like I have to keep it to a certain extent because mm-hmm. it's not taking up that much space in like iMovie but like if we ever want to use it it's like there's no record of it which like we pulling back current we mainly post on YouTube because the files are like big and we don't have anywhere to put them and so putting them on YouTube mm-hmm. gives us a way to like store them a little bit aside from being like another way to get to people um Mm -hmm. yeah it will be on youtube but it probably just won't have the video portion because i'm also a completionist and so if like if there wasn't one episode on the youtube it would really bother me it's also um youtube has even if it's just the audio it has the auto-generated captions Mm -hmm. so it does basically like a free transcript for yeah which like not the best and something i was talking to my friend about because he was like oh you don't have captions and I was like guys Becca and I are both Becca and I to different degrees are both very proximate to deaf and hard of hearing communities yeah but again I will say we are a completely independent production and though it does make me feel bad sometimes it's like we have to be realistic both, both Becca and I spend a lot of time on this podcast in a week and have jobs and like lives outside of it mm-hmm. and so if like to actually go through and accurately edit what Becca and I are saying no that would just add so much time to the process and so like that will be something that when Becca and I are sold to a major corporation we will make sure first priority maybe Mm -hmm. accessibility that kind of stuff but like right now it can't it's just not realistic for us and so it's a harsh reality but it's tough again ultimately not our fault just yeah. <laughs> well, kind of <laughs> it's but never a fault literally but no. it's it's an ableist <laughs> society type thing and so yeah. if we do have any we we do have a certified deaf or hard of hearing listener in our yes in our fan base um but uh you know are there any other people who you know we love you guys love you we love you we love you, <laughs> love you. i don't know if i've also ever said it on the podcast but my mom is deaf yeah, I don't think we've actually okay. established that on the podcast. Okay, yeah. My mom and like her, my mom's side of the family is deaf. Mm-hmm. So it's a freak accident that I'm hearing. <laughs> but yeah. Freak of nature. Isn't your hearing like bad too? I have really bad hearing. 
Mm. Yeah, which also caused a lot of issue at work through the drive-through mobile order. <gasps> anyway, because oh. <laughs> I can't hear well. Drama, mama. Yeah, so I'm getting yelled um, at. Anyway, it's tough. <laughs> so, Becca, what then is your manic pixie moment of this week? Well, thanks for asking because my manic pixie moment is sort of a conjunction of a lot of stuff we've talked about recently. Um, uh, through astrology, Shawnee, who I brought up earlier, has an app that I frequent and she has meditations on the app. And for the first time ever, I tried the humming meditation, which is basically a personal vocal viewpoint because mm-hmm. you hum at all these weird frequencies and like just focus on your humming. And it was so magical. It took me to the place that vocal viewpoints does take me. So standless in action. I had the moment meditating today. So it it made my my made my day. No, sound can be a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Like to produce. And people don't talk about that enough. As a way to like relieve tension. Like if you just have something in your soul and you just oh. It's crazy. It's like Lady Gaga on The Star is Born when she like after like the like first scene where she like breaks up with her boyfriend then she's like in the bathroom. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Gaga again teaching us another lesson of life. Mm -hmm. When does she not? Really? Well, speaking of Gaga, what was your manic pixie moment of the week? My manic pixie moment of the week was probably so. As I said, I'm still I'm still very much doing the artist way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're on week two now. Um, and so yeah, I've been doing my morning pages. I woke up. I had to be. I had to be. I woke up for work literally at six a.m. the other day because I had to be there by seven forty-five, and I needed time to do my pages, baby. Yeah. Um, and so I was really proud of that, but. They have little exercises each week. And so instead of just sitting in the office and staring at my phone, um, which, you know, is easy to do, I went outside and I like did some little exercises in my workbook. And something I like about it is it's not all like, it's not, I thought it was for writing specifically and writing is a part of it with like the pages and stuff. But mm-hmm. especially like with this week's, it's, it's, there is a spiritualness to it because like, the writer Julia Cameron really encourages like affirmations. Um, like I have like a jar of affirmations I made and I oh. was working with like the same three ones this week, but I didn't really find that helpful. And so now I'm going to like work with like a different one each day and like my pages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like one of my things this week was like affirmative, affirmative reading, but it's also like one of the things this week was like list 20 things you like to do. Whoa. And guys, you'd be surprised at how like, like you'd think that would be a pretty quick process and like it probably took me like 10 to 15 minutes but still isn't that kind of like fucked up that like it took me that amount of time to like write out things I like to do no you said this many episodes ago what hobbies do we have outside of media consumption yeah. and I repeat that to myself all the time because I'm yeah. scared yeah and like like watching tv and like reading and stuff is like on there and stuff but like it's it's like things I like 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 swimming was something I put down because I do like to swim a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I love to be in the water. Um, not like in a way where I ever like swam, like as like an athlete or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. like, I just love being in like the, like I love swimming in the ocean. Swimming in the ocean. 
That is something that maybe should be on the stand list. Do you love getting tumbled around by the waves? Okay, so swimming in the ocean will be added to the stand Number list. 30. I'm Number so 30, excited. Baby. Dirty 30. Yes. Oh, <laughs> we my did God. it. No, Becca, I think I, I I love that you said that because one of my favorite so things is like I love body surfing and then I love when like you body surf a wave you probably shouldn't have and you kind of just get like thrashed around by the water a little bit and you like almost to the point where you're like oh I might not make it yes (laughs) (laughs) I mean not surface (laughs) one of the best days ever is when I went to Ocean City Maryland Uh with my entire family and we all got wiped out by the same wave Mm -hmm. and we all somehow like joined hands or body parts and like got up together (laughs) Like barely, barely not drowned. Uh-huh. So fun. No, I love swimming in the ocean. And some people don't like it because of like the expansiveness of the ocean, but I, uh. but yeah, I love sw- swimming in the ocean. I would, I would like, I would be more excited. I like swimming in a pool too, but I would be more excited to swim in the ocean ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. And so like coming up with like 20 things I like, and then it was like, okay, do two of them this week. Whoa. And it was like, I'm like, not to sell myself short, but like, I haven't done one of them yet. Um, okay. Or I haven't done either one of them yet, I should say. But, um, and so, yeah, but it's like tapping. I like, cause it's like, it's not about like, okay, write this, write this. I like this week much more than like last week because last week was kind of about focusing on like your monsters and like who had wronged you. And that's not somewhere where I like- What a deep- I, That's not, yeah, that's not somewhere I like to like, dwell on but like being like okay how do we start to find joy in things again <laughs> like Please, dear god <laughs> how do we begin to like enjoy our lives oh mm-hmm. and like one of the exercises from the first week was like literally take like take yourself on a walk wow like it's nice because they're like like I can see why people really like it because it's like actionable things people can yeah just, like, do do and yeah. it's not like a super intense like one of my things is to bake Aww. like that was one of the things I like haven't done in a while where like oh and that was the other gag of the of the things you like you had the list the last time you did them oh that would definitely get me yeah and so none of mine were like too too crazy but it like it but it's like yeah yeah or like that's little, or like there was another one that's just like little changes. You you write about you write ten things out starting with the phrase "I would like to," and like they can be anything like small versus like big. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> but it's just like it's just fun stuff like that. Not me Writing. realizing like you can change your life. <laughs> Literally, it's just like, and it's like simple. It like it causes you to take it like because truly like part of it is to like appreciate those simple little things and like mm. not because like being creative it's like important to just enjoy things again yeah. we're trying to enjoy things please one thing I wrote here was riding motorized scooters <laughs> are spins gonna be on the stand list oh I oh my, my friend broke her elbow on a spin recently okay never mind because no, that is honestly, honestly if this something... was a year ago, I would have put spin on the stand list, but let's talk about it. 
they changed where all you could park. And so now they're basically like useless. And then I can never find them when I actually want to use one. And I think they raised the price as well. Probably because everything's more expensive now. Inaccessible, expensive, and really dangerous because honestly, I don't read the safety instructions. Yeah. Also the fact that like doing them without a helmet, because they cap out at like 15. Around cars. You can only drive them on the road, actually. Yeah, you can only. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you don't have a helmet. It's not great. Yeah, I literally invested in a helmet last summer because I was using them so much. I didn't know that. Yeah. Have you not seen that famous picture of me where I have the 0.5 lens on and I'm literally on, I'm literally about to cross Fifth Avenue, which is like a highway in Pittsburgh. Oh my God. And we were, I was literally stopped at a red light and I was just like, no but can you send it to me i will send that to you um on the gram so yeah spin scooters mm, they fumbled the bag a little bit okay at one point maybe maybe i would accept a motorized scooter as an amorphous category but also it's interesting because spin is now like google maps when you look up like public transit it'll be like spin seriously yeah it's an option yeah wow and to like go to like shady side i'm like girl i'm not spinning all the way to shady side for for 23 dollars (laughs) yeah and probably when the bus will get me there like faster and yeah like for free a little safer yeah (laughs) oh my god but yeah so yeah trying to get trying to get back into contact with my creativity Mm -hmm. um and so back we've done it again (sighs) another episode crazy um yeah literally so becca where can the people keep up with you so i'm at becca hobart on instagram at bex gloss on twitter and spotify and um what else do i oh where y'all going during world war three on tiktok quinn where can the people find you individually I am at Quinn P. Murphy on Instagram and TikTok, and I'm at Quinny P. 123 on Twitter. And you can probably also find me hot girl walking through Shenley Park. Amazing. That's where I love to see you as well. <laughs> and of course, please email manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com. Always. We reward those who do. And that can be yeah. you one day. It will be you one day. I have mm-hmm. a feeling. And I'm pretty in touch with my intuition, as you know. Literally, as we just mm-hmm. went on a journey to discover. <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. And of course, we are at Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram and TikTok. And YouTube. And YouTube. Guys, seriously, subscribe. I will be. There will be. I know I teased this last week, but mm-hmm. I will be. There will be an exclusive clip that was cut from one of our episodes. They'll be uploaded to the YouTube this week exclusively. Mm. So definitely go and check that out. Becca and I are going to be giving our thoughts on an album that people have been talking about. Yeah. And just leave it there. So we're We're Quinn and we're Becca. Becca. And thank you for for this and
Bye. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.